Hey, real quick, Sparky, can I say something real quick? Yeah, you can. Hey, Ryan, you're stupid, bro. Okay, what were you saying, Sparky? I, who's the guy under the desk here? The yeah, dumb one, the so stupid one. The dumb one, the <laughs> stupid guy is under a desk. Welcome, everyone, to episode 26 of 99100, the show counting up the top 100 domestic grossing box office movies of 1999. I am... Your dog killer host, Sparky Shelton. And I am hold your on, dog reviver. No, no, don't worry about it, Ryan. I got it. I got it. I am your dog reviver host, Tino Mickens. And I'm Ryan. Okay. Are you okay, Sparky? Yeah, all the, here's the thing. Whatever's up with Sparky, all the dogs are fine. I figured it out, so it's okay. I, I'm pretty sure that, like, the... the what I know that from... One, I know that from obscure 1970s comedy albums. Uh, and two... I think there's like a like a somewhat racist uh, uh, saying that's like you couldn't like man you couldn't get an Irishman elected dog killer in this town or like I don't know if it was specifically racial but there is certainly like something that's like you couldn't get blank elected dog killer like maybe you couldn't get a get a Schnauzer elected rat killer I'm not quite sure. I don't so, think it's important. So, so or you funny. thought that it was a good idea to sort of bring this tension onto the pod. <laughs> I did. I did. To I really was searching my mind. Force. I was really searching my mind. Um, I did think. I mean, I finished watching our movie this week, which is the 1999 classic romantic yelling movie, "The Story of Us," um, and Wait, I was looking. What? I was reading the credits. What? Was was that the movie this week? What? Oh, oh my fuck god. Ryan. <laughs> Ryan. Oh, <no>. Ryan, <laughs> what did you watch? <laughs> Baby geniuses. <laughs> what? <laughs> I miscounted. Oh my Not god. Baby geniuses. Oh my god, I've been worried about this happening since the beginning of the podcast. I miscounted. You text every fucking week, what's the movie this week? And it really pisses me off when you two do that in our group me. Because it's like, you have the list too. You know what list, we've talked extensively of of what list we use. And you always text and I always look it up. And I was like, finally, they didn't ask this week. And you motherfucker... (laughs) <laughs> yeah no you're mad. you better be googling the wikipedia page right now <laughs> dude like <laughs> i'm not even kidding i'm gonna be honest though i'm gonna be honest if you if you were gonna miss one i think this is the one um maybe hey ryan did you see no, marriage probably galapagos probably galapagos probably galapagos <laughs> ryan did you see marriage story i did and it was fucking amazing well there you go um adam driver is bruce willis uh scarlett johansson is um Michelle Pfeiffer and um, uh, Laura Dern is Rob Reiner, I guess. I guess. Well, I'll tell you what other movie I did watch in its entirety. (laughs) What's that? Um, Hubie Halloween. We're not going to talk about this because you're trying to divert away from this fucking shame. And I just want to hit on it a little bit more. We'll talk about Hubie Halloween. We all knew we were going to talk about Hubie Halloween. I'd like to weigh in real quick on the shame. Um, yeah. Ryan, I also watched two films today, actually. Um, the first one was, you know, the movie we were supposed to watch, of course, Story of Us. Second one, Lasagna Cat. Heard of it? Cause, <laughs> no. Because you should look it up. <laughs> Is um, it like a Garfield send-up? Oh, it's a Garfield send-up. <laughs> All right. Uh, you have no idea. When you go to the YouTube channel, you'll be greeted with a host of films. The one I watched today was the one that is an hour long. There is one that is four hours long called <laughs> Sex Survey Results. Don't bother. Don't bother. I, but the, uh, the hour long one is a classic, instant I, classic. Love me some Garf. Absolutely. I, um, uh, I wanted to, well, I also watched another movie late last night. Um, it was my girlfriend's birthday and we had a nice Italian dinner and I rented a movie theater and we watched Spider-Man Homecoming. It was very nice. Happy God, birthday. You rented, you a, rented movie a movie theater? theater? Yeah, I rented a movie theater. So it was COVID God, safe. God, Alabama cost of living is fucking pennies Pretty on insane. the dollar. That is seriously insane. I, I did it for, it was like a hundred bucks and it 
So and that's, you rented out the whole theater? The whole theater. Yeah. It was dope. Anyway, Ryan, you're a fucking moron. You said you miscounted. <laughs> you said you miscounted. But here's my fucking problem. Here's my fucking problem with you didn't watch yeah, the story of us. We have not recorded a podcast on the story of us. So how could you fucking possibly go past and say 25 to story of us and not think, hmm, I don't think we saw that. No counting involved. Look, man, I have numerical dyslexia and dyspraphia. Yeah, whatever, man. Who's disabled here? I Um, am. I have it, too. You have triglycerides or something. <laughs> I have yeah, both. and I have, and I have poo clerical perplexia because when I'm trying to do the crossword on the toilet, it just confuses the fuck out of me. Is I that don't get why how you're always works. fucking last on my New York Times crossword mini chart? Yes. Also, I actually did pretty well. I did the other day. <laughs> yeah, you do pretty. You you put up some good times. Anyway, Ryan. Yeah. What are yeah, you doing, going on, man? man? I need I'm, more. I need more of an explanation about this. I'm so fucking perplexed. Um, I'm gonna be honest. Spoiler alert to the audience: Sparky's going out of town next week. I thought that was this week, and Tina was like, "We're having Scott on the podcast," and I was like, "Fuck yeah, I love Scott. Scott's my and boy." I was, and I was okay, really well, excited to watch here. Baby Geniuses. I was really excited to watch Baby Geniuses. Oh, is that with the Scott? one I'm I did bring that up. Oh, yeah. Bummer. It's yeah. kind of sad. Well, oh, well, luckily for you, Sparky, you get to listen to the rap early. So no, I fucking do not. You what? are you are. Going, I'm still would, doing it. You are going I would to, personally. You are gonna freestyle a rap based on Tino and I's discussion of this movie, and it's gonna be good, or you're gonna do it again. Okay. Well, if our viewership goes down because of this freestyle, then I listenership. You. God fucking damn it. Personally, Same I would thing. be absolutely fine if Ryan does the Baby Geniuses <laughs> rap as a little prelude to the next episode, and then maybe in the Baby Geniuses episode, we could get, you know, sort of a Ryan's Roundtable, or a Ryan's Radio, or a Ryan's Rewind, or maybe a Ryan's <laughs> Rebuttal of some kind. Or I don't a know, Ryan's you know? Railroad. Yeah. Well, I'm getting the Ryan's Railroad right fucking now, Sparky. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway. We have a lot so of what fun happened here. in this movie, because... We have a lot of fun here, but let's remember why we all came out. Dysgraphia affects millions of children a year. And for just $1,700 a month, you can pay my rent. And then some. Donate now. Your rent is $1,700? I don't even... I said... I I wanted to go past it. I said, and then some. $1,700 is the price of a one-bedroom apartment in this city. I have... It's less than... Okay, so... Um, this movie, Ryan, I'm glad that we have someone to talk to. You know, usually we're just sort of, sort of shooting the shit between peers and we all know what's going on. It's nice. Now we have a sort of a little baby that we can tell everything to, (laughs) and then he can react in real time. Um, You could say a genius. No, you couldn't fucking say a genius. (laughs) I could say it next week. I could say it next week. You fucked up. Anything that you say that tries to make it less stupid than what it really is i'm gonna shoot down immediately i know it's not good improv i know it's not yes and but you have to earn yes and you fucking monkey well who's gonna say that i'm in the doghouse me doghouse i peaked so bad listen that's what compressors are for this movie starts um in a way that I couldn't even tell you. It's sort of, it's told non-linearly, so, you know, the, the intro, the outro, the middle, all the, the, the chronological aspects of things don't really matter. Essentially, Bruce Willis and Michelle Pfeiffer have been married for a while, and they are getting bored. Am I right? I think that's a little bit of a, a little bit of a, uh, I don't think they're getting bored. I think they're growing apart. Por que no las dos. But um, are they bored? I don't know. You don't they know because they be looking the bored, bro. I think so. Uh, they're 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 they're. Excuse, excuse me. Of um, course. Bruce Willis is a very freewheeling, spur of the moment. We're all 
having a good time, let's just go with the flow sort of guy. Michelle Pfeiffer is uh, really, uh, you know, uh, uh, more schedule-oriented. She wants things to, to go together. She wants things to mesh. She's right. less impulsive. She said she once wrote a book report on Harold and the Purple Crayon because uh, Harold, the little baby with a crayon, was everything that she wasn't. Because <laughs> she was a grown woman. With no crayons in sight, sadly. They also, they did establish that that was a report written in college, right? Yeah, she literally said, you know, other people did reports on, you know, the Odyssey, War and Peace, the Bible or something. And I did mine on Harold and the Purple Crayon. I, I don't, I mean, I must have had to, you really had to dress that up if that was really going to be it. I mean, Scott did a paper on the Emperor's New Groove. Oh, it's funny how Scott's not here, but your name, his name is in your mouth. That's really <laughs> yeah, how interesting. How you say the Scott for Scott <clears throat> week, huh? Yeah, well, Scott and I are going to watch Baby Geniuses, so. <laughs> oh, wait, I already did. Listen, this is, I think, a good time to bring up the fact that the script to this movie. So, like, okay, Marriage Story was an A24 film, right? Am I wrong about that? Uh, No, I think that's right. I, it up. feels it had the vibe of it more or less, you know, and similarly, this <laughs> this movie has the sort of indie vibe of the times. But the problem is, it seems like the indie vibe of those times was just like written by someone who works in a humor magazine or something. Yeah, the I dialogue mean... in this movie is like so stupid, and it's like so like clever air quotes, whatever, like. And I, I just could not, I could not get past it the whole time. Like yeah. every line, like Bruce Willis is making some little quip what, who nobody would make it in real life. It is, it is, what it is to me is it was written by somebody whose marriage is falling apart. And you can always tell when a, a movie about a marriage falling apart is written about, a, by somebody whose marriage that's falling apart because they're not good. Discuss. And also, usually, usually the I I definitely agree with that. It's it's always too a little bit lopsided to one perspective. Also, you can usually tell because somehow they're too stupid to change the main character's profession to anything that's not in the arts. So Bruce Willis yes. literally says, "I met I met my wife when I had just become a comedy writer." Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> like okay. I mean, right that when you know, but, you know, it's good if you know more. That's what I would say. Uh, it is it's it is a Rob Reiner joint, and Rob Reiner does show up. So the, the beginning of the movie sort of turned me off of the movie because I felt like... So basically, Ryan, the structure was a little bit like this podcast now. It's just like normal discussion <laughs> interspersed with just like hateful, vitriolic fighting. Um and sure. it's like very unsettling and uh uh it goes it goes from they are they fight well the op- the opening in the movie is it's a nice happy family and then the kids go to bed uh or go watch the Dodgers play the Giants i believe and they're talking about their anniversary dinner the next night and Michelle Pfeiffer or Bruce Willis says i don't really care where we go as long as the kids see us leave together and come back together, then it's fine with me. Okay, and, heartbreaking, uh, heartbreaking. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it. Uh, um, I don't know what else to say about the movie, man. I don't know. <laughs> like, um, well, you got to well, fill up at least another yeah. twenty minutes, man. We're only fifteen minutes in. <laughs> Listen, I got this. I'm just gonna yelp. Okay, I have it. I have it now. Yeah. Um. So Bruce Willis, that thing happens, and then it's like, I think then it's like, you know, sort of cut to quick musical montage, whatever. This guy gets a hotel room, whatever. Yeah. We see um, the kids, they send the kids off to summer camp. Um, This sort of movie is centered around this period of time where the kids are at summer camp, and so... Mm. Uh, Bruce Willis and Michelle Pfeiffer really have some time to figure out how they feel, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. and so the kids go to summer camp, 
Uh, and then we see we see how like Bruce Willis and Michelle Pfeiffer met. This was a very confusing scene for me. I'll be honest. Yeah. Maybe even a Miller highlight, just because. Ooh. Oh, sorry. Maybe even a Miller highlight, the champagne of bits. Thank you. Just because of how how out there it was. Um. So Bruce Willis, as I said before, he says, "I met Michelle Pfeiffer when I was just working as a comedy writer," and it shows <laughs> them in some sort of newspaper office together. Yeah. Um, and. He thinks she's purdy, so he starts throwing paper clips at her, mm-hmm. um, which is like you know a fun little sitcommy flirting technique, whatever. Michelle Pfeiffer leaves the room. Well, he it gets to the point where he throws a handful of paper clips at her at one time, which frankly would get in the way of my work, mm, and I think yeah. would not be funny or goofy at all. But Michelle Pfeiffer gets this handful of paper clips on the desk and then she leaves the room and comes back with a hat with a giant siren on top of it. Yeah. And I'll be mm-hmm. honest, I have no idea why that was a response to getting paper clips thrown at you. I really don't know what the fuck that was. It, yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up because that was something that I immediately disregarded in efforts to try to enjoy the movie. Um, yeah. I will say that that is not, that there are some circumstances in which that's not an advisable way to flirt. Um, uh, I mean, Definitely. It, it works out, uh, uh, famously, um, Justin Verlander met, uh, uh, on, met his now wife, Kate Upton at a Tigers game. He's a pitcher. And I think that strategy wouldn't work for him because she'd be killed because he pitches Very fast. True. I mean, one paperclip from that guy's hand into Kate Upton's pretty little nose, and which she, is made of died. Play-Doh, like, she'd be gone, bro. Yeah. You know, hey, like, Ryan, what you, what you doing over there, Ryan? Uh, <clears throat> you know, I'm just hanging out under a desk, or should I say <laughs> in my recording studio? You should say um, a desk. Yeah, you should be honest about it. Because one, one of those framings is a lie, and one of them is the truth. I mean, I look like I'm in a recording studio. You I don't look know like you. you're under a desk, my man. It's not like you have a camera <laughs> on me or anything. I, I mean, fuck we you do. talking about? Okay, that's a good point. Um, yeah. <laughs> what are you spying on me, pal? So we see. The, I think the next thing we see is, and again, this might not. This might be out of order, but I think the next thing we see is like we're going back and forth between those conversations between mm-hmm. the two groups. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, Sparks. This is where Rob Reiner really comes in. Yeah. Along with that guy. Who Tim, I think is in The Sopranos. Tim Matheson? Is that who it is? Is he? Yeah, is he in The Sopranos? Bobby I haven't Cannavale. watched The Sopranos. It's not Bobby Cannavale, it's man. It's not Pat Bobby Cannavale. Hey He's guys, not is in Bobby this one? Cannavale in this movie? <laughs> oh, wait, that reminds me. Isn't Ice Cube in this one? Uh, no, there are no people of color, even a little bit. That's okay. I hadn't actually thought about that, but I think you're right. I don't think there's a single non white person in this whole movie. Yeah. Sad. Not the story That's... of us, I guess. Just uh, the story, story of, of some. The, it's more the story <laughs> of nice of some. F- yeah, that's you beat me to it. Sorry. Thanks, Give man. Me a sec. My my mic is making a buzzing sound. In oh yeah, ear. Ryan. We'll wait. We'll wait oh, because we'll you're wait contributing you. so much. We're con- you're contributing so much to the pod right now that I think it's really important that we get your mic in the right position. You know. Well, look, I could tell you about the forty-five minutes of Baby Geniuses that I watched, but you guys wouldn't even <laughs> want to hear that. You didn't even watch all of Baby Geniuses. <laughs> look, it's been a long weekend. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Wow. So the point is, it's going back and forth between these two conversations. Um, one between Bruce Willis and all of his guy friends, and one between Michelle Pfeiffer and all of her girlfriends. Um, and, you know, they use this as an opportunity to also flash back to memories. We see parts of their past relationship, stuff that went wrong, whatever. We see them fight. We see them laugh. We, we see them cry. We certainly see them fight. This is this is my main gripe with this movie and why I have, I'm having such a hard time recapping it. Because all of the fights are the same, which I guess is somewhat true to life, but it's also bad for movies. Um, because, like, there's absolutely no depth to any of the fighting. It's just, like, they're treading over the same ground every fight. Uh, there is a there is a sequence where they're talking about uh, the uh, different marriage counselors that they've gone to, and one of the guys is always peeing, and one of the guys had a birthmark that's the shape of California, and I think that actually that one is actually my 
uh, uh, my Miller highlight, the champagne of bits, um, where uh, <laughs> Bruce Bruce Willis and Michelle Pfeiffer are in this counseling appointment, and uh, they're talking about how this counselor used to have or has this um, birthmark, like Khrushchev esque uh, uh, birthmark. Um, it's called rosacea, I believe. Yeah, uh, that is. Oh, that's what that is. Yeah, uh, you don't even know what we're talking about, man. Yeah, I do. Explain it. Talking about some scars called rosacea. Somebody's face has it. I don't know if it was <laughs> I, in the movie. <laughs> I have it. Oh, Tina has it. Cool. I got it big, bro. Was that Khrushchev or Gorbachev? I don't know. Ryan, oh, you're I not think doing it was anything. Gorbachev. It I think it was Gorbachev. Yeah, was that Gorbachev or Khrushchev, Ryan? Uh, let just me pull search that up here. Soviet the... Premier Red Birthmark. Um, but probably just Soviet Birthmark, and you'd get it up. Like if I'm being real. Or screamy Russian man redhead. Yeah. Well, no, not that. Sp- Splotchy bald Russian. <laughs> Gorbachev. Okay, good. Nice. Did you search splotchy bald rush, Russian? I said Soviet premier red birthmark. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, um, actually, it autocorrected to Soviet re- premier red birth birthmark. Oh. I That's guess ridiculous. it is a red birth <laughs> if it's happening in the Soviet Union. hey <laughs> Um... But uh, he asks them, uh, he says something that's like, you know, blah, 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 your relationship. Now, what do you think that is? First thing that comes to your mind. Uh, and they both say, or Bruce Willis says Sacramento, and Michelle Pfeiffer said Governor Gray Davis. I like that. Yeah, that the, good. the governor one threw me off since he, I don't remember that guy ever being the governor in my like conscious memory, but the Sacramento one was funny. I mean, I definitely like, I mean... I, it registered with me as a former governor of California. I, I okay. Well, I'm not an aeroscientist. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> fine. Um, yeah. Thank you. I. Do you guys also have you? We have all. We were all born and bred California. Here we come. Mm-hmm. Um, cruising down the sun, loading up a gun. Whatever that song goes like. Um, Is it cool if I uh, do a little impression real quick? Yeah, go ahead. All right. California, here we come. Right back back where I started from. California. Here we go. Okay, I didn't didn't Um, want to do it. I didn't want to do it. I had to. I'm sorry. I'm still here, but uh, I didn't know the song they were singing. Really? Yeah, well, you don't deserve to sing it. How do you not know that song? My parents are African American. <laughs> Didn't Lobster Party, the the band that was, I don't know, like a high school band, didn't they play it a bunch? Yeah, remember how Brooke's brother did that song that's like, think I'll go to Boston. I don't remember that at all. I didn't know Brooke had a had a uh, brother, but this is podcast poison because nobody knows what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, I think so. You're right. Uh, what I was getting at is we're all from California and moved somewhere else. Isn't do you guys did you guys ever have that thing where you had to remember that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was like the same person did, as what? As, like, the governor. Like, the governor was Arnold Schwarzenegger, and that was the same one as, like, as like the Terminator. Did you guys ever yeah. have that? I did have that moment, yeah. And, like, for the majority of our life when we were kids, like, all, all at least I knew, was Arnold Schwarzenegger's the governor. Well, I'll be honest. I have always called him the governator. Yes, it, precisely. That's always been in my... Precisely, okay. but he was governor first, I guess. He was to me, you know. He was, yeah. He was. It was. It was not weird for the governor to be an action hero. Boy, Ryan is just shaking his head. He's not even. <laughs> Sorry, I keep forgetting that this is an audio platform. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Ryan's full of blunders today, boys. Yeah. Ryan is full of multiple blunders today. Um. Uh. What else happened in the movie? So the kids go to camp. 
they yeah. they decide they try to get they're sort of like going around each other. They're calling each other for dumb reasons and being like, "Hey, did you water the ficus?" or whatever. Um, right. Eventually, it culminates with that whole dry cleaning fiasco. Yeah, where they they have dinner, right? Indeed, they have dinner. Uh, it's really nice. They go up. Bruce wants to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's very squeak forward kid, about it. Kid. He literally jumps. He literally jumps on the bed and says, "Well, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready." Insane. Hilarious. Like, um, I guess if I was Bruce Willis, I could probably carry myself like that as well. I know it'd go know, off. That stick to it attitude is similar to Hubie in Hubie's Halloween. Oh my god! Oh yeah, tell me about it, bud. Because he that. just he gets the cinder blocks and Molotov cocktails thrown at him, and he just does not back down. What, what is, is the this movie of, about? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, Adam Sandler okay, plays a. Say. <laughs> Adam Sandler plays a mentally disabled person. Okay, and, now uh, is that ooh. part of the plot, or is it just included in his character and never discussed like all the other Adam Sandler movies? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think they kind of mention it because, or no, they definitely <laughs> mention it because all of these people in the town fucking hate him for some reason because he's so fucking stupid. Oh, fuck! I just <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> Do you yeah, think... you messed up, man. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you think that? If Adam Sandler keeps making movies that, like, he will have more pictures of himself in the DSM than any any other living human. You think about that? Can you explain to me what the DSM is? The diagnostic something. I don't know what it's. How are you going to just use an acronym and not know what it means? It's something about, it's all the classifications for how different ways you can be crazy. Diagnostic oh. and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. I think crazy is a bit... Uh, derogative, but sure. As someone who's in the handbook, I don't give a fuck, bro. <laughs> well, I'm glad oh. that you can speak for that entire community of people. Um, yeah. Uh, but to be in, like, like you'd have a picture of the water boy, and it would be next to whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I I think that actually, what's going to happen is instead of that. If, if Adam Sandler keeps making movies, he's going to become more used to being in the movie than being in real life. And eventually we're going to have to set up like a Truman Show-esque world around Adam Sandler where he knows that he's making movies the whole time. Yeah. But like, it's not like we're convincing him that it's real, but we just it has to be continuous. Yeah. I mean. Where he yeah, lives what there happens like if Truman. Steve Buscemi can't make it? Was Steve Buscemi in this movie? Steve Buscemi, Michael Chiklis. Maya Rudolph. And they all um, play townspeople that hate this mentally disabled man. Yeah, dude. It's really bad. That's wild. Is that real? Julie Bowen. The whole cast of Disney TV, uh, Jesse. I really need you to, like, go over again, because the question I asked was important. (laughs) Is it part of the plot that this man is mentally challenged? Do they discuss that officially? Or is it just that he's stupid? They mention that he's really dumb. They don't ever address the fact that he, he clearly has a mental disorder. And then he gets okay. married to Julie Bowen in the end because she <laughs> loved him ever since the first grade. Oh, my God. You I'm know, really guess. Neither of them ever left their hometown. They've been there. Yeah. Um, Julie Bowen's character had married a cop, also known as Kevin James. And uh, <laughs> Wow, this cast is crazy. Yeah, Rob Schneider and... Um, Okay. Steve Buscemi <laughs> you were know, roommates in a mental institution, and they escaped. Spoilers. Oh, my God. They were roommates. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Vine. You know, I'm really, I kind of want to see this movie, Ryan, because I really like the idea of, um, well, one, I've spent like 25 weeks uh, listening to you describe a movie after I've seen it, and it would be really interesting to see a movie you describe after uh, you describe it um, because there's no way in fucking hell that a movie got made that is literally only about a town hating a mentally disabled man. Well, the whole idea is that he goes out of his way to be like the town hero. So on Halloween, he takes it upon himself to be like this guardian of all the kids trick or treating to make sure that nothing evil is afoot. And, uh, 
even after he's being like super nice, they're all like, fuck you, Hubie. Here's a Molotov cocktail. And there's a running bit. Uh, I'm not going to spoil the running bit, but it's a great running bit. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Wow. I, you know, what you just said in the last sentence was sort of what we were asking about the plot to be because it showed that there was like action happening. Like the important part wasn't that they hate him. The important, what we were asking for was what happens, you know? Also based off of just what I've heard of this movie's plot and who Ryan is as a person, I feel like what this movie actually is, is like he's pretty cool and nice, but then he does something that annoys everybody and then they're mad at him. And Ryan maybe only pay attention to the ending or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I watched the whole movie with all of my roommates last night. And you didn't even watch yeah, all I, of the... Baby Geniuses. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you not well, even finish Baby Geniuses? Uh, Ridic. No. Fuck. Ridic. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, the point is, oh this movie... Bruce Willis and Michelle Pfeiffer, they have this whole dry cleaning thing. Um, it does not go well, and they officially split up. It is no longer Bruce Willis is just living yeah. at a hotel. They officially split up. Um, and then it's parents' weekend, baby. Yeah. It's parents' weekend It's parents' weekend up at the camp, and they have to pr- pretend to be together, and it sucks. And their daughter is smart as hell. She knows exactly what's going on. She literally comes to their cabin in the middle of the night, and sleeps in their bed just so she can force them to hold hands. Mm. And it still doesn't work. Hey. Because kids, if there are any children listening out there, I know this could be a sensitive sure. subject for people, but if your parents are going through something rough like this, um, the two things that you need to remember is you really shouldn't try to fix it on your own because chances are you were actually the cause and anything you do is just going to make it worse. Right. And they're not going to say that to you. They're probably going to say the opposite. They're probably going to say, you know, Oh no, no, no. Like I love you. Like it could never Mm, be about you. But like, here's the thing. I mean, I don't know how old you are kids, but if you're under the age of like 16, you're really annoying. Yeah. Um, And I don't think that everyone really makes that very clear to kids, but uh, you're actually irritating (laughs) as all hell. And that, extends to your parents um and they just cannot put up with anymore if they split up it means they can get new boyfriends new girlfriends maybe even new kids who aren't so annoying and ugly um so sorry about that but it is true and i don't like you yeah and if anybody uh if anybody tries to tell you it's not your fault they're agents sent by the government who are trying to harvest your spleen so internalize that kid frankly anytime you're talking to anybody uh man, I'm I'm glad we got to these kids because we need to do to some more kid material. Are, are you guys sure you didn't also watch Baby Geniuses? <laughs> I'm Dude, pretty sure. No spoilers. No, no spoilers. spoilers. Okay, man. <laughs> it would so be pretty wild if weekend. the plot of Baby Geniuses was that they are babies of divorce that are insanely smart <laughs> to compensate. That'd be well, a that's good, what happens. That'd be a good movie, though. All gifted children are just children of divorce. All gifted children are just uh, kids with uh, uh, white parents with too much power in the school system. Or not even necessarily that, just like a really nice mom who will like make you feel good about knowing how to read, you know? Uh, We said the same thing. Sick. So Parents Weekend does not work out for for the daughter, at least. But, you know, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and... Bruce Willis they sort of it seems like they realize you know it's really not gonna work like wow it's really over Michelle Pfeiffer starts seeing this fucking orthodontist yeah who gives her like a night retainer a bite plate for her bite bite plate for her bite because it's askew you know if I could do it different if I could do this quarantine thing different you know what I'd do I'd braces. Get, I'd get braces. I'd get braces. Yeah, right I'd at the get, start. I'd get like the ones with the rubber band to get my, my jaw actually hurts. It's popping now. I got to go see a dentist. Damn. Yeah, no, me too. TMJ is crazy. Also, it's kind of like chill and cool to have TMJ. I don't like just don't going to acting is. school. TMJ is like uh, the disease that makes your jaw click. Um, I don't know what TMJ stands for, but you can Google it. 
The mouth jaw is exactly what it stands for. Um, and when I went to acting school, it was like kind of like a little bit trendy and cool to have TMJ. Mm. <laughs> like our voice teacher was like, oh, you know, I have TMJ. That's how she talked, too. She was what like, what the fuck is wrong with Hello. actors, man? Dude. They're all Scientologists. Their, their whole job is they pretend to be other people as well as possible. Like, uh, like so much is wrong with them. <laughs> Fair enough. Keanu seems like he's doing pretty good. Are you kidding? No. <laughs> I mean, Keanu might be doing fine now, but I think Keanu has gone through some shit and he just kept it quiet. He didn't need to make a whole Jim Carrey documentary where he's got a beard and a leather jacket because we see the fi- the photos of him drinking cranberry juice on a bench in the park. We don't have to get the doc. We get it. Keanu. Are you talking about John Wick? <laughs> Yeah, you, yeah, we're talking about John Wick. Hold on, hold on. Ryan, did you hear Keanu Reeves' Jim Carrey documentary and think John Wick? I mean, is that not like a self-portrait of Keanu Reeves or something? Well, the crazy thing about that Jim Carrey doc is how he reveals that he method acted when he was playing Keanu Reeves and John Wick. Because I didn't even know it was Carrey. I didn't, I didn't even know. I was really surprised. I really yeah. liked. I really liked. Um, I really liked how he uh, he made uh, how uh, Keanu Reeves made um, Danny DeVito pretend that he was the dead friend of Danny DeVito. <laughs> I thought that was super chill. Man, you lost me with that one. Not gonna lie. I was doing a man on the. <laughs> weren't we doing a man on the moon reference? Oh yeah, no, I was. Yeah, no, for I forgot Danny DeVito's in that movie, which is crazy because I've seen it like five times. Was there? Wait, were you talking about a different documentary? No, I was talking about that documentary. I was just thinking, like, you know, I'm pretty sure Danny DeVito's not in John Wick. Like, I haven't <laughs> seen John Wick, but I don't think. I don't know anybody <laughs> who's in John Wick. I guess it would be like if the dog actually died, and then he. Jim Carrey tried to be the dog. Let's talk about since we're not talking about this goddamn movie. Let's talk about the Man in the Moon documentary because okay. hold on, I'm pretty sure that that movie came out in 1999, so we might want to keep that in the chamber. No way. I think so. Wait. Hold on. Um, I don't think it's on this list though. I love that movie. Uh, domestic box office. Hold on, we'll edit this. You can just look up the movie, Sparks. Uh, I wanted to see if it's on. Oh my the... God, it is from '99. And it is on this. Uh, it is on this list too. Whoa! All right, no Whoa. spoilers because I've never seen this movie. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, guys, just if anybody is actually listening to this, just forget all of what we just said, and then when you listen to the Man on the Moon episode, sort of um, implant it into the episode wherever you see fit. Well, it's '59, so we've got a ways to go. Um, what number are we at? Because I fucked that up today. Uh, so what you're going to do is go to the list, look at the last one you've seen, and look at the next one above that. Well, then I'm going to be right. off by one the whole time, Sparky. Oh, you dumb. Because <laughs> <laughs> the last one I saw was Baby Geniuses. Okay, goals. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, so Bruce Willis and Michelle Pfeiffer are split up. This dentist is in the picture. She goes to a cooking class with the guy. It's ridiculous. Eventually, Bruce Willis buys his own apartment. He buys he buys this gorgeous. He buys this gorgeous. Apparently, being a fucking comedy writer and uh, uh, crossword puzzle writer makes you a lot of goddamn bank. I mean, I bet Will Shorts is fucking loaded. Um, but listen, um, man, I watched that Harvard Lampoon movie on Netflix. If you knew how to be funny in like the seventies, it was crazy to people. You know that nobody is nobody understood at all. That is true. Like the National Lampoon wasn't actually that funny, but all of those motherfuckers got loaded. Exactly. Um, except Precisely. for the one with the dog and the gun. That was a good one. Um, John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh man. So John uh, John Wick, Bruce Willis, Harvey Keitel are all sitting down at dinner, um, which is to say, which is to say, Rob Reiner, Bruce Willis, and is that um, who's the who plays um, Rob Reiner's wife? Who is that? Kim Cattrall. 
No. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not. I think it's Rita Wilson. Yeah, it's Rita Wilson. Um, uh, and Bruce Willis gets super fucking drunk in the movie and uh, has a meltdown in the movie. Um, and this was a great example of when the script made no sense at all. I wish that I could recall some lines, but this man is screaming at the top of his lungs like things that would be written on a popsicle stick for serious, like I'm telling really you. Really bad, really bad stuff. He's just like, I have to be everywhere in everything or I'm perfect. Um, that or was a great impression. Something like that. Um, uh, and he goes outside and um, he... Uh, he has this revelation where he sees himself through her eyes, which was mentioned at the beginning of the movie um, about how he was unable to do that. And he says, I see he's like sitting there and classical gas starts playing um, for the and first it's like, it's of like, two times. <laughs> but it's now, like the eighth montage in the movie at this point also. It is like, How yeah. do they depict this? Was it similar to being John Malkovich? No, not even a little no, bit. No, not, even, not okay. even close. It's just like flashbacks of them having a good time. Uh, like the time... Or like flashbacks them having arguments. Yeah, and like realizing like his role in the failures of their relationship, etc. Um... And uh, he realizes, oh, I've made a mistake. He goes back um, to see her. He goes there. Rob Reiner takes him there. Uh, he knocks on the door, and they have a game called High Low, which they say at the end of the movie that he invented, which is wrong because that's been around forever. Um, Definitely. Uh, and uh, he says, my high was I saw myself through your eyes um, and I'm so sorry, but who's there in the background? It's the fucking orthodontist. It's the freaking orthodontist, it's who, the... by the way, I thought was gay. Genuinely, when they were at the cooking class, he was like, oh yeah, I go skiing with, and then he said a male name. I guess he was talking about his son, or maybe his friend, but I thought the man was gay. You don't know his wife. You don't know what I don't, he's up to. I don't, but he's, I mean, listen, maybe he's bi, but this guy's at a, this guy's at a single lady's house and he's making dinner. So it, it's, there's some implications. I think he might be a uh, hetero. All right. <laughs> hate to, hate to lay it on you, Sparks. Uh, that's fair. Um, and he runs away and he says, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell, we're gonna have to tell the kids about this when they get back. Um, and, uh, and lo and behold... <laughs> They go, they go to, uh, they're driving to the, um, to pick up their kids and they're going to tell them when they get in the car. Um, and, um, and they say, and Bruce Willis says, let's go to Chow Fun's. It's their favorite restaurant. Yeah. And Michelle Pfeiffer says, you know, I don't think we can really talk at Chow Fun's. Yeah. So they're going to go to a normal restaurant where they can talk and have a normal conversation. And, uh, and on the, on the drive, on the drive, Michelle Pfeiffer, what's that? Ooh, oh, are you looking into the middle distance? Is the filter getting light? What's that I hear? Uh, it's classical gas again for whatever fucking reason. And she has and her own. In the ninth montage. In the ninth montage of the movie, they have uh, Michelle Pfeiffer sees herself through Bruce Willis's eyes um, and how much fun they had and how lively their relationship can be and uh, uh, how she needs to loosen up to fall back in love with that man. Um, mm. and, um, and he, and she breaks down crying when he sees the kids, which Bruce Willis did when they went to parents weekend. Uh, and right before they're about to get in the van, Michelle Pfeiffer says, let's go to Chow Funs. And, and then it starts, I mean, listen, does it start raining or am I crazy? I feel like it starts pouring. I don't think it I guess rains, maybe not. No. But symbolically, like you can picture it and that's sort of the emotion of the film at that moment. Yeah. And they're totally. going, there's... And it's like, it's like, it's like they're sobbing. They're both crying. Yeah. Maybe she's crying and Bruce Willis is stone faced. Someone's crying and she's going, I want to go to Chow Funs. And she's... Bruce Willis is like, you sure you want to go to Chow Funs? Are you saying you goes... want to go to Chow Funs because you can't talk about it and you want to run away? And she's like, no, I'm saying and I want to go to Chow Funs. And she's like really like leaning into the sobby. I like that it wasn't like a pretty breakdown. I like that she broke down like ugly and and sobbing and like wheezing 
Um, sure. And I did genuinely think it was very funny how much they had to say chow funds <laughs> while they were sad. Yeah. <laughs> that was very good. Um, so I'll take that. Uh, so since Ryan can't have a highlight, a Miller highlight champagne of bits, that'll be Ryan's this week. Yeah. When they were saying chow funds. You're chow welcome. Funds. That's a good, it's a good Miller highlight, Ryan. You're welcome. You oh, thank God. One, I always have the best ones. You so. picked a good one. And what do you know? They go to chow funds and he's super happy. Bruce Willis is super happy. She's super happy and rolls credits. And I just want to say at this juncture, um, uh, Rob Reiner, who directed and goofed around in this movie, whatever you were going through to make you want to make this movie, I hope you're feeling better. Let's just mm. check on that, actually. Wild that he decided to cast himself in the movie, but not as the part that's literally him, you know? Yeah, seems seems strange. Um, uh well, oh, got... I think we have an ad. Oh, yeah? Run it. Yeah, I think... Cool, okay. Our sponsor this week is the Dysgraphia Foundation. Do you know a teen who can't read numbers? He doesn't even know what, a, what, a, what an equation is, and if you showed him a plus sign, he'd turn it and call it an X. Dysgraphia is a disease that's very serious and very bad. And if you want to donate money to it, we will give you a discount mm. on that donation, meaning you will be able to donate less money than you would before. Mm. And that's pretty good for all of us, I think. Because, you know, you can still sort of feel the effects of being a philanthropist. You can feel like you're having a, having a, a sort of growth experience. But in reality, you're not giving them that much money. Um, and that's the service that we offer you with our promo with the Dysgraphia Foundation. And uh, the Dysgraphia Foundation does great work. Um, they're very good at, at what they do. Uh, their do donating could never be easier. Um, you just go to dysgraphia.com slash donate. And they have a very special feature where if you type in the wrong numbers because of your dysgraphia, then they will refund you the money and give you a grant. So... It's a yeah. it's a wonderful foundation, um, and they'll even give you a graph. Um, the craziest thing about this website is that you can actually, for a limited time right now, you can go on there and you can donate, but then say that you're donating nothing at all. You can put zero, but then it'll still email you a sort of certification email. You know, you can screenshot it. You can right, sort of post it right. on your story on Instagram or Snapchat or something. People will be like, oh. Oh, I like this guy now. He's real nice now. He's cool and nice. But here, I mean, you know, they're all idiots. Yeah, in, in the back. Um, I actually had the opportunity to meet the the uh, the uh, the folks that run um, the Dysgraphia Foundation uh, at a, a swanky high or swanky New York uh, fundraiser, um, and Brian Callen was there. Who so. Was that? You said Brian, and Ryan's eyes just like darted back <laughs> to the screen for a second. Brian Callen is the guy from, uh, isn't he? I think he's in NCIS. Let me check on that. <laughs> okay. Sparky, why do you watch so much fucking NCIS, man? Oh, guys, no, this, Brian is, uh, this is an that ad. Really shitty, guys, uh, this is an ad for the Dysgraphia Foundation, so we have to keep it on topic, okay? Oh, I think sorry. Brian Callen's actually a super fucked up comedian who said some said some shit. Who hasn't though? This guy's really said some shit though. Let me just yeah. um uh oh maybe he hit on like really young fans. I don't know. Who's the NCIS Listen, guy I wanted to just say? Okay. Okay. Um it wasn't him. It it wasn't it was Chris O'Donnell. That's it. Listen, if you go to dysgraphiafoundation.com today and click donate you can get up to 100% off your donation with the code 99100 at checkout and um, and make your friends happy. Make your friends comfy. The Dysgraphia Foundation. One plus one needs you. Hey, Tino. Who's the boss? Great question, Sparky, and thank you for directing the question directly at me. <laughs> um... I think the boss of this movie is their little, little baby daughter, whose name I do not remember. Perhaps it was Eden? Something like that, with an E? Maybe Enid? Uh, Something along those lines. Evander Holyfield. 
it was Evander Holyfield. And frankly, I think that she is the boss because uh, she sorta, she sorta, sort of is a little bit of a trickster. Even though her ruse on Parent's weekend doesn't necessarily work immediately, I think, you know, probably her fighting so hard for them to get back together really had an effect on their decision to do so. Uh, and she's uh, wise beyond her years. And so that is why I am voting for Evander Holyfield as the boss of this movie. Um, it's Aaron, by the way. Um, Aaron Holyfield. <laughs> Aaron Holyfield. Um, I don't think there's a boss. Avant-garde. Yeah. It's sort of new age. It's sort of fun. It's sort of new. I like that. Or maybe it's Rob Reiner. I mean, pretty boss for him to cast himself in his own movie. Pretty boss. Only the second time he's done it this podcast. <laughs> Ryan, I feel like we should let you pick just based on those explanations as an unbiased third party. Um, I'm going to go with Sparky on this one. Ooh, interesting. Fine. I mean, I'll take it. He was in Ed TV. But that was a Ron Rob Howard Reiner? joint, wasn't it? And Michelle Pfeiffer was in, um, what was the movie Arlington she was in? Road? No, she was in um, uh, uh, Midsummer Night's Midsummer Dream. Midsummer Night's Dream. There it is. Oh, yeah. So we got a couple of repeats. We're seeing some familiar faces. A lot of A-listers getting a lot of work. Um, yeah, save some for the little guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wouldn't really call Rob Reiner an A-lister. Hmm. I guess not. Also, I did write a rap. Based on this movie, you wrote a rap based on oh this movie right now. Like Just in now, the process yeah. of recording. During the, re- I've been quiet. Let's Sorry, let's audience. hear I it. On the highlight. Let's I would love it. to hear it. Don't we have to do? Do we do Milk and Merlot post or pre-rap? Post. God, it's like you don't even do this podcast. I forgot. You know, it's what it's a new week every do week. Without you know? me, it'll be fun. <laughs> All right, ready? Because I'm gonna rap. Can I go, or you guys? Yes, of course you can go. Okay, I'm in a box. I can't, it's hard. No one asked you to be in there, okay? All right. It's a marriage story. Talking about the kids, it's a carriage story. Bruce Willis is the dad, it's a Halo story. Talking about divorce, it's barely gory. I got no context, but I don't feel bad. These two get split, no one feels sad. Except the kids, except the kids. Everybody getting mad, except the kids. Dropping them off at camp. Time for temporary leave. During this time, Bruce got a temporary weave. Not <laughs> maybe. Michelle Pfeiffer's still hot as fuck, baby. Like that white gold hitting on the guy like he's not old. Doing the laundry. Got this from an Ebert review. Don't know the answer of two plus two. Gotta learn to count like an algo's who. Time for dinner. What are you feeling? What are you feeling? I'm feeling Chinese and a girl named Megan. Uh, let's go to Fao Chun's. I'm all out of puns, but I love Fao Chun's. I love Fao Chun's. Damn. Chow, chow funds. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Also, Algahu, what was that? What was that rhyme? One, two, three. Uh, Oh, the rhyme? Yeah. Yeah, that's how you count, buddy. Um, Don't know know the answer of two plus two. Got to learn how to count like an owl goes who. Like an owl goes who? Like he wants to get Ooh. as good at counting as an owl is at going who. That's a reference to the, the oh, classic an owl. Ad I in thought you said Pop. an algo who, like oh, an algo. No, no, no. An Al Gore's who again? <laughs> Who's, who is that guy? <laughs> he was number two, right after Bush, runner-up. You know. You know, I don't know if it says something about your um, your normal reps or your ability <laughs> that the quality of a rap. Uh, the quality of the rap between a movie you had not seen and a movie you had seen and had a lot of time to write a rap for, basically indistinguishable. Genuinely, <laughs> and I had this thought at the beginning of the pod, and I think it I think it holds true. I think this podcast might benefit greatly if we do this every single week, and Ryan, <laughs> Ryan has to write the rap as we record. I think that might be I think that might be good. Okay. <laughs> It's really hard because I'm I have to try and participate, especially if I've seen the movie. <laughs> right. Well, you know, maybe maybe you don't have to watch the movies anymore. <laughs> we'll talk oh, about fuck it. Yeah. That's we'll way less it. pressure for me. <laughs> it's you know, it's something we could try. Hey, if you're a listener and you have a strong opinion on this, 
uh, email us at 99100pod at gmail.com. That's 99100 at gmail.com. And give us a rating in the frickin' uh, podcasts app or on Spotify or wherever you like to listen, because frankly, I'm tired of having no reviews. I want a review. We do have one review, actually. Oh, how does it go? Uh, it says, Is it from very your good mom? podcast. Oh, and uh, to the Virginian <laughs> bot, keep them coming, pal. Yeah, yeah thanks, keep bud. downloading keep them the episodes. We're going to trick some we, fucking listen. schmuck at stamps.com to give us some cash. We will never personally use bots to to increase the the listenership of this show, but if it's going on, <laughs> we're not going to stop it. But to and yeah, we again, we cannot make it more clear. We are never ever ever going to use bots to falsely inflate our numbers. However, to quote the president, Russia, if you're listening, do your thing. Right. Did he say that? Yeah, don't you remember that? That was a big thing in the campaign where they were talking about the emails and you're like, Russia, if you're listening, where's the emails? We got to know. Damn. Well, what do you think, boys? I don't know. Ryan, I'm very curious. I'm very curious to hear your, your, um, what you think of this movie based solely on Tino and I's uh on Tino and I's um recommendations. Well, I jokingly just said that it sounded like a Merlot prior to your question. But post question, I'd absolutely say it sounds horrible. Like spoiled milk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would give this one it's it's really hard to work on the milk Merlot binary. I think we've already experienced that a few times in this pod. I would give this one like a smoothie. Mm. Mm-hmm. I would give this a smoothie that has milk in it. It can be good for a smoothie, but it's not a it's not a milk. But yeah. it's not a wine. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I didn't. I my big problem with it is I didn't care about either of them. I also didn't really care about their marriage. No, nothing happened that made me think that they should stay together. Right. So by the end, it was just sort of like, oh, so you're just you're just doing this because this is what's easy. Yeah. And this is what you know. Yeah. And it just feels comfortable. They they have absolutely like they literally Michelle Pfeiffer's speech at the end is like, we we have a lot of we've put a lot of time into this and it would be a waste to throw it away, which doesn't seem great. Just like our podcast. You know, a lot like our podcast. Come wow. to think of it. Wowie zowie. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> That's life. I did it my way. <laughs> exactly, dude. Exactly. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, our, come back next week. I will, as we ex- <coughs> we extensively <coughs> talked about, I was... Sorry, n- I... Well... Sorry, I got... Sorry. <coughs> sorry, I got some water down the wrong pipe. That's Just okay, there for a second. That's okay. <coughs> All right, cool. We... You know you can drown on a teaspoon of water? What? Be that careful is a there, very. Paul. That's a very small amount. Is that true? Your tablespoon. It's a spoon, no less. <laughs> Do you they got can some you big drown spoons. on the spoon? Like I could imagine choking on a spoon. Well, isn't water just or fuck? Isn't drowning just water in the lung? I guess. Yeah, but there's you can get liquid in the lungs and you're okay. How about walking pneumonia? Yeah, it's got drains down there. Why? You can't count to 26 and you're going to talk about fucking medical diseases, you nonce. Yeah. I don't think drowning is a disease, though. You're not a disease. fucking right about that. <laughs> um, I will not be here next week. You'll be hearing the dulcet tones of, of uh, another person. Um, and um, the movie next week will be... Oh, God. Hey, Ryan. I know you didn't watch the movie, but... Uh, can you dig us up some legs? Or, I mean, hey, I don't think, Sparky, you actually finished your sentence real quick. The, the next movie is Baby Geniuses. Everybody um, knows that. I just want legs now. 
I was okay, gonna I go back second. I'm getting it. the legs. I'm under a table. For you sure. know, my legs are um, numb. Ryan, this hey, is your father, <laughs> and I need legs. Ryan. You know, as as I am your father, Where are the legs? I have never had legs, Where are and the legs, I was born Ryan? without all right, them. All right, and all right. I need and the legs. legs. No lollygagging this time, I swear. Good, good. Two point eight. Oh. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Whoa, curveball there, huh? Oh huh? wow. Wow. Um, that's pretty. I mean, I, um, I don't even know what to do now. Kind of. <laughs> do you yeah, have like a chalky? You one, huh? Do you have like? Is your mouth chalky, Tino? I'm getting like a really. Don't yeah, make that of, sound. Kind of tastes, God, it kind of tastes like I just got the swine flu vaccine injected up my nose. You know what I mean? Ooh, yeah, I remember that. Remember swine flu? Yeah. 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 I don't. I don't remember swine flu. I remember it enough. My mom said that we got it, and then we just beat it on our own because we're so cool. It's a good lesson to instill in your child. You can't die. <laughs> and that's what I believe. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for this week. Um, the next movie's Baby Geniuses. I'm not going to be here, so enjoy it. Thanks. I already did. <laughs> um... Thank you so much for watching. I've been your dog killer host, Sparky Shelton. You know, and I'm still your dog. I'm still your dog reviver host, Tino Mickens. And as always, I'm Ryan. And now, classical gas. <laughs>